0: I, I, I understand why people don't go on vacations anymore <laughs> it's because no one wants to leave their house we should just talk about the episode right
1: we could just talk about the episode
0: because i'm just gonna keep talking about <laughs> screaming forever
1: hey everyone welcome to Toss salads and scrambled eggs a Fraser podcast i'm dave i'm diana and today we're talking about episode 902 Don Juan in Hell part 2.
0: So, begins like the other one with fireworks. This episode's 24 minutes and 31 seconds. Mm-hmm. We got And then uh who's the writers on this or writer
1: writer on this one? Uh this okay. one's uh Lori Kirkland Baker. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um Yeah. So, this is a weird thing. So, you know, as I've said, she's among the episodes that we've ranked one of the highest ranking multiple mm-hmm. episode writers we've got mm-hmm. that up that rating went down a bit last time with a day in May mm-hmm. uh that's the one with the dog park mm-hmm. and like, and the the prison thing, and mm-hmm. it's like I feel like it's gonna go down a bit again. I feel like this is not a four point five or whatever she's at normally episode I'm gonna say.
0: I think it's just like the storyline is lame. There's some yeah. really good aspects there are, there of are. this episode that I like a lot.
1: Yeah. And yeah, you know what I really, So she not only writes very good episodes, she tends to write ones that are important to the building of the characters. Mm-hmm in some way cuz like she wrote the one where Fraser threw his back out and accidentally told Daphne Niles was in mm-hmm. love with her. She wrote, you know, she she writes ones that were that are integral to the Niles Daphne storyline. She's written ones that are integral to Fraser's development as a person. She writes ones that are important. And I feel like this one is important mm-hmm. in terms of the development of Fraser. It's not the funniest episode.
0: Which is fine.
1: It, it's a, like there are. But also, like,
0: are... I feel like the parts that are supposed to be funny don't hit for me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And yeah, it's just weird. I'm surprised that it's her that wrote it.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised because of the fact that it's important. And it has, I think it has more personal depth than some other episodes mm-hmm. of Frasier. But I am surprised by some of the things that we're probably going to talk about pretty early on, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so yeah, let's just get into it. Um,
0: Okay. So we're at Kirby's party. Mm -hmm. Kirby's dad is there who we find out is named Bob and not luggage man.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
0: Bob. Really? (laughs) uh, That's just too common of a name. We already already have a Bob. He could have been Fred or something. Right. So the biggest thing I have here is that Lana does not like Bob. Yeah. That's what I wrote.
1: Yeah, like he's yeah he's trying to get back with her. She's immediately upset Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as she sees him. Kirby, this Kirby brings her out as how
0: I know like Kirby's supposed to be like seventeen or eighteen or something. He's like a twelve year old boy in this. I I,
1: yeah, there's no way at seventeen if my mom was this because it's not like Lana isn't vocal when she's upset. Like there's yeah. no way Kirby doesn't know how she feels, and so there's no way. And also, he ran off with a dental dental hygienist, right? Mm-hmm. So there's no way he doesn't know that she is mad. And mm-hmm. to just be like, "I'm g- I got a surprise for you," it's dad. Like, in what world does he think that's gonna work? I know Kirby's well, dumb, this, yeah, like...
0: this is this is a thing. Is just I don't it doesn't really make sense she she has every right to be upset Mm -hmm. because when you're married to somebody that is a huge part of being in a relationship with someone is trust he broke Mm -hmm. he broke the trust of their relationship and despite if he wants to like make amends now Mm -hmm. well one we see him in the luggage place being like i want to like you know what make my cake and eat it too or whatever have Have my my cake cake. but it's the difference between having and making so you don't make it
1: you don't don't have to go to the grocery store yeah or somebody could give it to you there's lots of ways to get a cake that aren't making it yourself
0: so it doesn't really sound like he's I don't know that doesn't really sound that's not how I want someone to describe my relationship with you know like yeah wow, I did that thing but now I'm realizing what a mistake that was he he doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like he's actually that sad he's just like I just want to get back together with my ex because I messed up. But, like, yeah. instead of how about, like, why didn't you guys go to couples counseling mm-hmm. and maybe do don't this? just spring
1: it on her in the middle of a party that she's throwing? Maybe don't just show up.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Whatever, regardless. And then Frazier's doing this whole thing with Roz to try to distract Bob from mm-hmm. getting back with lana
1: yeah i mean just talking about how great Roz is and oh she's available and i just put wrote down like Frazier, no bad fraser yes like just stop it
0: well i think the best thing that fraser does on this thing but then kirby makes like guilt trips him into doing this thing which mm-hmm. is like kirby's like can you go talk to my mom about yeah essentially, them getting back together. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I really cannot do that because yeah. he there's a conflict of interest. Right, yeah. And that's, like, the one thing that makes sense to me. And then mm-hmm. eventually he's like, well, I'm a psychiatrist, so I got to go do this.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, as a psychiatrist, you should be like, no, I really, it's a bad idea because this is a conflict of interest. I should mm-hmm. not do this thing. But so the thing is, like, I wrote that thing, the, the Fraser, no bad Fraser. A little bit later. I wrote a Roz, no. Bad Raw's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Ugh. Because the thing is, after so Bob so Lana runs gets mad, runs off into her bedroom, Bob follows, very shortly after gets thrown out, essentially.
0: But I, I do like the thing where Kirby's kind of chasing Bob out.
1: Yeah, like and saying,
0: like, if you're gonna if you're gonna come back, you're gonna have to get used to her screaming.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah and well I'm, yeah
0: and I'm just like why would you want to go back? Yeah.
1: Like also Frazier hearing that you should notice that's going to be a thing. Like that is definitely a thing. Like hearing Kirby say that you sh- th- should also be a mm-hmm. a flag. Like if you haven't noticed yet that Lana's is going to be doing this thing, Lana's going to do this thing. This is what it's going to be like.
0: I mean, she's kind of a handful, but that's just who her character is. Yeah.
1: Uh, sure. Not, and I, I'm- and
0: I, I don't think that's necessarily bad. Like it's, I kind of like that she's so super over the top and just, like, yell. She's kind of like the bulldog.
1: Yeah. I like that if that's who she is, that's just who she is. Yeah. Like, like you can say that's not going away, but that also still doesn't make that a pleasant experience. So
0: I find, yes, this line by Roz to be like, you know, she's vulnerable, there's a full bar, and, like, she's already in her bedroom, basically, like, take advantage of somebody while they're down.
1: Yeah. While they're, like she's all she's emotionally vulnerable and you can easily get her drunk
0: okay this sounds like something a pickup artist does yeah and like i find this very strange that mm-hmm. that Roz would say this about another woman yeah. would ross say this about a man
1: sure yeah
0: yeah i don't think maybe that's not right either
1: yeah i could even see her saying it about herself like yeah like she's vulnerable and drunk and like saying this is your chance with me it feels weird which i wouldn't say is necessarily okay but i could see her saying it and it would be less upsetting to me than her saying it about another woman
0: yeah and i i just don't yeah it's to me i just find this line to be very disappointing yeah yeah not great yep yeah because don't treat people this way.
1: <laughs> yeah, just don't do this. Don't do not do any of this.
0: So, yeah, Frazier kind of gets guilt-tripped to go talk to, like, Lana. So then we sort of, like, have this, like, moment in Lana's bedroom where they're talking. And Lana's, like, asking, you know, if you've lost trust in someone, can you ever gain this back? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, well do you even want it like it's weird because she does talk about how she wanted her husband to come back to her but now she's less interested now yeah because like she it's been a year Mm -hmm. you know she's kind of she dealt with all that kind of trauma from like Mm -hmm. him leaving and now she doesn't she's not looking for this anymore right like there's probably was a time where like she would have been ecstatic for this to happen and now she's not sure she even wants this anymore right
1: well plus this is that thing that we were talking about last week with like Mm -hmm. when you break up with somebody the only thing you remember once you get past the part where you're upset with them right now in the moment this you're missing the part that you liked and you're not experiencing the part that made you upset so there's like that phase But there's also a point where you stop feeling that. Well,
0: I'm curious. We don't really know. Is the whole reason why? I think, I feel like the whole reason they're not together is because he left her to go date Mm -hmm. this other woman. And, well, there's no chance to reconcile. There's nothing to be done if that happens. Like, if he, that's like a lot harder to forgive than. Oh, I was at a conference. I slept with somebody. I'm telling you now that this mm-hmm. thing happened and this and right. I regret that I did this. I I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying like that's right, but if you walk out on somebody, yeah. you're basically cl- you're you're literally closing the door to yeah, that.
1: Because that implies it wasn't a one-time thing. It was a long it was a long enough period of time for him to decide I am not like I'm not just saying that this is telling me that things aren't working with you. I am ready to go leave and be with another person. So I don't- For a year.
0: So this is the thing is like, I don't know if there were other marital problems to lead to this. Sure, yeah. yeah. And like n- new relationship energy is really a thing. hmm And I just think, I don't know. So like Fraser's whole thing about, oh, you're just in this, you, you're having such a crisis now because you still have feelings for Bob. Well, yeah, yeah. they were- they have a child. They have children Two. together. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they were together for a very long time. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's like there's a lot of like history there. Of course, she has still some kind of feelings for him. I think it would be hard not to. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's really helpful thing for him to say. Yeah. Um. But I think he's trying to do the right thing here, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do think, okay, so when Fraser says like, don't, say the f-word
1: and she she's like i wasn't going to i was just gonna say friend and that's the (laughs) f-word that he's actually
0: talking about
1: which i think is a pretty amusing you know illustration of who lana is Mm -hmm. where it's like yeah there's no reason that she would have used that word in that sentence like the the word she's clearly assuming he means friend is the only f-word that fits in that sentence but the idea that she hears that and is just like yeah no i was just gonna say friend like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, no kidding.
0: <laughs> no, Frazier needs more friendships with women like this because, like, we know his long-standing friendship with Roz is like one of the longest relationships he's had with a woman. Yeah,
1: it's the longest. I think it's the longest relationship he's had with anyone who isn't in his family. Yeah, yeah, like that's and but yeah, you're right. He really doesn't have. though he really doesn't have friends that aren't his family. I
0: mean, it's like he has friends and quotes that are right. part of his high society, like, people he knows. Right.
1: He has but, associates.
0: Like, even Martin has, like, Duke and, like, mm-hmm. different friends he talks about that he right. hangs out with at the bar. Mm-hmm. We see that with Daphne. Mm-hmm. But Niles and Fraser just seem to have each other. Yeah. Which you know?
1: we have explored in other episodes, but, yeah, yeah. it's- but. It's not only does he not have female friends, he doesn't have friends. Yeah. Really, at all.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it comes across. Yeah. Okay, now we're in Fraser's apartment, and uh, Martin, Niles, or Daphne are, like, eating dinner, I would imagine. Yeah. It's uh, a pot
1: roast, so I assume it's dinner.
0: You know, breakfast roast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is it called a pot roast? You make it in a pot? Yeah. I don't know anything about pot roast.
1: Yeah, you have a, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have it, you roast it, but you have it in a pot with like, like veggies and such. This that is I'll like the...
0: thing that I heard people would have on TV shows, but never had as a kid.
1: Yeah, we we had it occasionally growing yeah, up. Yeah,
0: I was like, I bet Dave's had it. Yeah. All right, I love this idea that they're all just really sad because Claire isn't there. <laughs> yeah, Martin has her number memorized. <laughs> Uh-huh. calls her up and mm-hmm. no one wants to say anything yeah and i love one i forgot that star 69 was a thing <laughs> yeah but I it was definitely like such a big thing yeah
1: and i feel like this is a time when it was like this it was still a like you could still say this as a joke like okay, you still yeah. use star, star 69 as a joke in this but it's time. like i
0: think you had to have a certain phone company it was like a certain, this was part of a certain phone company, and I think then all of them got it or yeah. something. But I I think it was really only one phone company, but I don't really know. Yeah. But yeah, she calls back and they don't want to answer, and that's when Fraser gets home. Yeah. And like, I love that he's just like, I didn't call you. What are you right. talking about? Uh huh. And and they just ignore. They just ignore it. No yeah. one owns up to it at yeah, all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Like yeah, this whole thing is really funny, but it also makes me sad because it's like if there's any chance and i don't know if there is i don't like because again i don't know what the future of the show is if there's any chance between fraser and claire oh claire getting a weird hang-up phone call from fraser as far as she knows and fraser also getting a weird phone call from her being like what i didn't i didn't call you like from his perspective from both of their perspectives this is really weird behavior, mm-hmm. like off putting behavior mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. going to hurt that mm-hmm. chance of anything like that. I
0: also would never ever call back a number You, I, I feel like you never do that now.
1: Well the thing is now you can just see it on your phone and you immediately know who it is and you can just call it back like if you want to call it back you just have to open up that call and hit call. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, I guess it's true. It's more of a determined thing if you. That I mean it's not I guess you can miss a call cuz you're not by your phone. Right. But yeah, okay. So I love the whole thing where they're giving all the platitudes mm-hmm. to like Fraser about you know like oh you'll meet somebody there's you know so many fish in the sea or whatever. I'm very bad at platitudes apparently. <laughs> um and how fraser's finding this not helpful
1: yeah because it's <laughs> not really like it's usually not helpful in the moment when you're upset it, to hear that kind of stuff because yeah like, i
0: actually so this is a huge part of like self-help movement mm-hmm. is to sort of see these quotes and this fancy like little font and uh-huh. this and well, i find that not helpful yeah I'm sure there are quotes out there that do resonate with me, Mm -hmm. but none of those quotes ever make me feel better. Uh And when someone's like, well, you feel bad now and you're going to feel better later is also not helpful. Because one, yes, I know that, but I don't know when that time is going to be. (laughs) It could be in two hours. It could be in two days. It could be in two weeks. I don't know. And it's just like, None of, like, he feels awful because he obviously made a huge mistake in mm-hmm. dumping Claire. We all know this. <laughs> Correct, yes. And he should feel bad. Yep. And, um, you know, Martin just kind of lets him have it. Like, you know, we can only say so much stuff, you know, every time you mess it up <laughs> with, you know, another woman. Right. We just kind of run out of things to say to you.
1: Yeah. Because he literally just just, like, everyone, well, except Daphne, basically everyone was like, Hey, don't do this thing. And then he went and did the thing. And now that it didn't work out, because Lana's going to try and, like, s- at least consider being back with her ex-husband. And now he's stuck alone again. And, like, yeah, we've been watching this for seven years, eight years, not nine, almost nine now. But mm-hmm. we've spent a lot of this show watching him get a, have a decent chance with somebody and then screw it up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And he made a decision to end it. He made a decision to end it. And because he never talked to Lana and never talked to anyone that actually is related to the situation, he ends up again, like, stuck in that situation that he keeps lamenting.
0: Well, he decides to go take this, like, trip. On his own. Mm-hmm. He's like in the car mm-hmm. in the next scene. Yeah. When everyone sort of walked away from him. hmm So he's just talking to himself.
1: Yeah. He's he's going on one of his classic like Shakespearean rants to, to everybody, but mm-hmm. everyone just like leaves. And Which he's is just...
0: amusing because he ends up just talking to himself in this mm-hmm. scene in the yeah. car mm-hmm. where Lilith is there to like give him advice. And he says this thing about he wasn't in love with Claire. Mm-hmm. How long had it been? Like a month?
1: Yeah. That is not...
0: It's not how I met your mother. Do not go declare your love for somebody within a month. Yeah. Even if you do feel that, Mm -hmm. you need to wait. Yeah. Because there's a huge difference between waiting six months Mm -hmm. or even three months. Mm -hmm. And like each relationship is different, but it's like, unless you're spending... Every single day with this person, Mm -hmm. like I said, new relationship energy Uh makes you, it's like you're high. You are not in your right mind Mm -hmm. then, and you're having very intense feelings. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, one, you did have intense feelings for Claire. You were doing all these crazy things to try to date Claire. Mm -hmm. And then to say, like, you weren't in love is just kind of preposterous because you didn't give it long enough for you to be in love yeah you wouldn't he doesn't allow himself to be he only allows himself to be in love with those women he can't actually attain mm-hmm. and then he wants to lament about how it didn't work out right yeah, yeah. but yeah i do love you know like lilith in the car mm-hmm. and then diane's in the like mm-hmm. backseat and no,
1: we didn't actually say the new section name head trip yeah there's a new section name head Sorry. trip yeah because because the thing is they're not actually he's imagining like so yes. it's, he's driving yes. he's going to drive up to the cabin he's on the phone with Niles he's going to drive up to the cabin and just spend you know have some alone time and he's like kind of ranting to himself and that's when Lilith like appears now do you remember last week i said in that transcript mm-hmm. there's a it starts with a scene with Lilith and Diane in the car together yeah i feel like now that i've watched this i feel like what happened is If you watch the episode together, because it's just a quick little, like, he's in the car, the two Mm -hmm. of them are in the car, and it's just like, Diane's like, you know, why am I stuck here in the backseat, and like some other thing or whatever, and then it, it just sort of like cuts away and the episode starts. I feel like that works as a... Sort of, uh, you know, an intro thing, like Mm-mm. a little setup thing that we get to eventually if you watch the two episodes together. So when you watch it on Netflix, they probably cut it out for the Netflix thing because it doesn't make any sense on its own. Because that happens and then you never see it again. But if you were to watch the full hour, it would make sense mm. as an intro thing.
0: Okay. I don't know.
1: But yeah, because, you know, you get Lilith talking about... Like now, this so Frazier's manifestation of Lilith talking about what makes like what makes the relationships his relationships fail, Mm -hmm. and like how he's like I've never found neediness to be an attractive quality in a woman, and that's when Diane shows up. Mm -hmm. It's just like never because like yeah, she definitely that is definitely one of her character traits.
0: Why? Okay, I think as a society we bully people with this neediness concept Mm -hmm. and it makes people feel like you can never ask for anything. Yeah. And I don't think that's fair. I don't think wanting to talk to someone that you're dating every day is being needy. Mm -hmm. I think it's just if you're, you know, the person you're dating is like, well, I'm going to this party. I'm not going to be available. And, you know, they sort of let you know what's going on. Then and you're constantly like texting them through the party when they're saying like I'm not gonna be around, maybe that's being needy. Sure. But I also think also sending a text to be like, hey, I'm thinking about you isn't that's not yeah. neediness. And I think like our society is really bad. Like it's we want people to want and need us, mm-hmm. but people being needy is also bad. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know, or maybe neediness is the wrong word. It's almost like clinginess. Yeah. Where you cannot, you know, it's like someone is constantly with you. And I'm sure, like, there's examples of this where it actually makes sense. But I think, like, what most people think and, like, what people are so scared of, they're not actually being needy. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes people act more erratic. Mm-hmm. When they're trying to be, like, not this person because it actually gives them more anxiety because then they aren't getting – they aren't actually getting their needs met. Like, they're not honoring themselves. Anyways, I don't know. I think about this – because, like, neediness comes up a lot, like, in every sitcom ever. And it just, like, drives me crazy. (laughs)
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I – I agree. There because there's there are there are lines and the thing is I is, think...
0: was Diane Needy. I don't know. She was annoying, I think.
1: I I, f- I guess the problem is I don't remember the character Diane well enough now to know if I would use that word, but I, I mean, would say I mean, I feel
0: like that came out more with Sam than it did with Fraser.
1: That makes sense. I think I would I would need to rewatch it and really think about what the meaning of the word needy is before I'd be able to answer that question.
0: Okay. But I do like Diane talking about how she she didn't like the word weakness and she was like, Oh, I was challenging yet vulnerable.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, yes. I mean she she definitely was She definitely was that like I mean the thing is though that like because of the thing where he was her she was his patient is the thing and Mm -hmm. like which the thing is now Fraser absolutely would not because that's his whole thing with his ethics thing about like that's the whole reason he had the whole issue with his ethics is that he wouldn't date a patient but like. If Diane was his patient, then Okay, but
0: this is a good example because now we see we got the like scene with Nanette, his like Uh her like the woman he got married to when he was like twenty, and Mm -hmm. like she's like this hippie and like Mm -hmm. he was writing poetry, which is not so outside of like what Fraser would do. Mm -hmm. But like probably wouldn't not that he did date that artist that was making all the weird rat art (laughs) yeah i think he's intrigued by people that are very much his opposite yeah and i think you know we get this was a younger fraser Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so he maybe he wasn't thinking about his ethics as much now as like at this point
1: i mean i suppose that's true but he actually yeah because diane was before lilith so maybe like he he, you see his the way he dates people and the way he views this kind of thing and the way he views his practice evolving over time whereas yeah first he's with nanette and he's a different person then but then like as he becomes an established doctor, he has, like, different kind of sensibilities and such. Like, well, before he ends up on Cheers. So let's clearly develop some before he's treating Diane mm-hmm. and shows up on the show. And then that continues to evolve through his relationship with Lilith. Mm-hmm. And that's where we... When that ends, that kind of is the moment when he
0: are you just theorizing that this is where this come from this yeah. comes from okay yeah
1: yeah where like that's how you end up with a fraser who would have been willing to date diane at the beginning when he shows up on Frazier mm-hmm. or on cheers rather when he shows up on cheers and wouldn't have made that like the fraser we see today wouldn't have made that decision
0: Well, it's, like, the thing is, like, he's thinking about all these past relationships that Mm -hmm. would be his bigger relationships. Right. Like, he almost got married to Diane. Right.
1: And. Would have gotten married to Diane. Yeah.
0: And I think, like, this shows, you know, kind of gets more into this later, but he's bringing this all up. And I'm just like, you're not the same person now as Mm -hmm. you were when. You got married to Nanette when you om- when right. you were going to marry Diane when mm-hmm. you were with Lilith mm-hmm. because being with Lilith and like not being with Lilith is what made him into who he is now, right? right? Yeah, I would I would imagine. Yeah. just- I
1: mean he does talk about some aspects of that later on, which we can get into. Okay. But
0: well, I do like uh, yeah. Sorry. sorry, no, no, what were no, you just
1: doing? just the the song that she sings.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. But I don't know what you had to say about it. I just wrote this song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know because it's a song that so Fraser wrote it as a poem, and then she turned it into a song. I guess. Well, it's like and, she
0: he was saying it, and then she accompanied him. Right. Like she heard it and was just so moved. She yeah, was yeah. like, "I gotta start playing."
1: Yeah. Which like I love the idea of Fraser writing a poem that starts with "I dreamt that I was riding a candy unicorn." as i went to meet my lady in the dewdrop crystal morn like this the idea of fraser writing that writing a line about a candy unicorn is amazing to me but my favorite part about it is him singing al- like mouthing the words like he's singing along in and like because i feel like there's a part of him that still almost has a fond memory of it even as he's making a face of him like of, of like almost disgust he must like it well enough in his memory to be willing to sing well, along Well, I to mean, it.
0: think about when you were 20, mm-hmm. and think about you now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have some fondness or some, like, disgust even looking back on those moments at that age. hmm Like, that's, but again, that's who shaped you. Yes, yeah. Those are the moments that shape you for, you know, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Maybe he I can see him writing this poem.
1: Yeah. Well it's like he,
0: he gets pretty cheesy.
1: Sure, there's cheesy and then there's singing about writing a candy unicorn, which just does not seem like a thing Fraser today would write. His cheesiness would be again built from some Shakespearean thing. Mhm. Or some like Roman god or something. Like it would be very much it, it would it would be quoting it would be quoting Virgil you know it wouldn't be uh, using you know it it wouldn't be it wouldn't talk about a candy unicorn is what i'm saying
0: okay all right and i
1: and i'm saying i love that evolution i love that ima- imagining that mhm i i just very much enjoy that thing and then we end up in uh at the cabin yeah i
0: love that he's like ah solitude but he's <laughs> mm-hmm. not he's yeah. not really alone no
1: and this is the same cabin from mm-hmm. from season seven, the one where he was like essentially dating his mom. Yes, Who
0: is relevant in this scene sure, as well, sure which is. I like that they go back to this cabin because that's where they, mm-hmm. you know, they have these memories. Right. So like, we well, find out like how he's sort of failed at love. If, can you fail at love?
1: I think you can. Like, the thing is, I think you can make some real bad decisions.
0: Well, it's not like he's Ted Bundy. (laughs) Okay.
1: That is not... That is something else. That is not what I mean when I say failing at love. Okay. That's a whole other thing.
0: Well, I don't think love had anything to do with... No. ...really any of that.
1: No. No, I do not think that either. Okay. That's not what I was talking about. Okay. I'm just saying, like, there are... I think it's possible to be... I mean, Fraser's given situation the Fraser we see on this show versus on Cheers. Like he's on Cheers You
0: he, why do you keep comparing it to because, Cheers because you don't remember Cheers?
1: Because he's very... like his love life works very differently on this show. Because he's in multiple extended relationships on Cheers, and he's not in Fraser. And what I'm saying is the so the Frazier we see on Fraser keeps getting being Presented situations where there's someone that he could have a successful relationship with, that at least for, an, for a period of time. And he makes the wrong decision time and time again. A very clearly wrong decision that seems to be almost a form of self-sabotage. That is how he ends up failing.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: it's not like he's dating people who he couldn't possibly have a successful extended relationship with maybe not like for the rest of his life but an extended thing and it only lasts one episode and it only lasts one episode because he makes the wrong decision that's where he ends up a failure in love
0: Mm. i mean i think the thing the big takeaway from the scene is really that we find out all these women that were important to him have all left him
1: yes he's having a rob gordon moment yes because he's like he's Analyzing his past relationships to figure out why they all failed, well, and they're all that, you
0: should talk about, like that character. Don't just like name drop a name and assume I'm, that everyone I was, named. I know.
1: I was expecting you to have something other than a yes back to that, but yeah, the Rob Gordon is the character from High Fidelity, and that's and that's pretty much the running thing of the movie is him trying to figure out why his relationships always fail, and it what he a conclusion he comes to early on is that when he goes back and looks at all of these important relationships that failed he determines it's because they left him he didn't it's not that he screwed up it's that they something in their life made them leave mm-hmm. and it's not about him screwing up it's about them changing in some way or making some decision that caused that forced them to leave so it isn't about him and well
0: it, okay I mean, maybe partly no, but also, like, he just kind of sucked a little bit. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is the, the case. And I think that's the thing is, like...
0: He didn't try to be in the relationships, I think, mm-hmm. partly because he was scared of people leaving, mm-hmm. and it was like he was guarded, and I think he sort of realizes... He was just going through the motions, and he realized that he need to actually like be in the relationship. Yes. So I think that's kind of the thing. So I really love this whole thing. It's going to be hard to describe it, you know, with Mm -hmm. Lilith and Diane there. I do like that moment where, you know, they basically think like Diane shouldn't even be there, Uh but I love that she's like painting the like portrait of Sam. Mm -hmm. I find that detail to be very funny, Mm -hmm. and you know where. He's romantic he's like he's such a romantic, but he's like a hope he's like a hopeless romantic uh-huh. and then like it, and he is. Yeah. Like I mean I think that's true.
1: Yeah. Though the thing is though, I think it's important in this that all of these are his own mind's manifestation of these people yeah, talking about. Yeah, there are
0: other idolizations of these people yeah. in some ways. Right.
1: So like when you see Diane painting a portrait of Sam. It's important because in his mind, the re- like, he was never as important to Diane as Sam was. Mm-hmm. And so it was never going to work out because Sam was always more important. Well,
0: he, you and- know, Lilith says, you know, every woman is perfect until you find the flaw that mm-hmm. makes it so you can't be with them.
1: Yeah. Like I bet Nanette, if, if you actually knew Nanette, I bet she isn't just this person who's just like, always singing and, like, doing all these ridiculous things. That's probably an aspect of her, but in in Fraser's mind, that's all she was. Mm-hmm. So that's who we see is this, like, really, like, silly, like, like, free-spirited person. But, like, I'm sure there's more to who she actually is. Well,
0: there's, like, this whole thing about the quest for perfection. Mm-hmm. And then, well, we have his perfection, mm-hmm. which is his mother.
1: Yeah, sure do.
0: And... I guess I like this because they're talking about how he's a Freudian or whatever mm-hmm. and that, you know, no one can be better than your mother or, mm-hmm. like, your parent in some ways. And, like, wow, good for you if you really think your parents are that <laughs> uh-huh.
1: flawless. Well, the thing is, I don't think he does think she's flawless. Like, clear, the person we see is not flawless. She's not especially nice she you know puts down the women that he's dated all of these things and it's like that's who he imagines her to be but he treats her like she's perfect and i think it's because of this thing where like she is so important to his development that like in his mind that becomes a form of perfection but at the same time he clearly doesn't actually think she's perfect
0: I don't know. if We really get that really comes across, or it didn't to me.
1: I don't know. That's a, that's what I got.
0: Well, from. the mother is talking basically like all all of you are liars and cheaters, and mm-hmm. like I'm the only woman he can trust. Mm-hmm. And I to me that seems like just denial. In that he, your relationship to your parents, especially like when you're a kid, is usually they're your caretakers mm-hmm. you have to have this sort of blinding trust in these people because that's how like a parent relationship works when you're a child mm-hmm. and it's not like she was how old was he when she died i mean he wasn't a child
1: no i'm not sure i feel like i don't remember I, don't I feel know. Like it happened, is like... it
0: ever explicitly said
1: I don't think it's been very long. I don't think it's very long before Fraser starts. Like the show starts.
0: Yeah. Sometime though, I think it's before he got shot, right?
1: Yes. I think she was dead before Martin got shot. But
0: But I don't actually know why I think that. We could be totally off base with that.
1: I'm... I'm going to say I'm...
0: But I think that's like why he ends up taking care of Martin, right? To... Yeah,
1: because Martin's on his own for a while, and then we, it's kind of figured out that he just can't be. But I think that's because I don't think Hester was ever there. When, like I think she had died already when that happened.
0: Mm-hmm. So the whole point here is that the flaws that he's finding are of his own creation yeah. that he keeps finding and that he just has this fear of rejection, and we get this... Uh, the scene where all the women he's dated are at the door uh-huh. which is very funny yeah like this whole scene is just done really well mm-hmm. it's definitely like my favorite I I really love these moments on Frasier where they sort of have these like he's figuring things out yeah and he's sort of like by himself mm-hmm. it's very good yeah
1: the thing I find really funny about it is that like so like visually, as us watching it it's it's really amusing and interesting like to watch, but if you imagine like all of these are his imagination, but mm-hmm. he's still actually doing everything he's doing like if every physical action he's taking in this is actually happening, but in an empty room, it looks ins- it looks just literally insane it looks like if he's like ranting around the room runs to the door to try and escape
0: by himself have you do you not talk to yourself when you're by yourself
1: there's talking to yourself and then there's trying to bolt away from your like uh, like the manifestation of the people you're imagining throwing the front door open and then slamming it closed in terror because you're seeing all these other imaginary people in front of you like that
0: well if someone was witnessing this they would be witnessing w- what might be like some kind of psychotic break in yeah. somebody and they might be kind of scared for you <laughs> right
1: right yeah like, it works because of the w- the scene we know well, none like of it's real moments,
0: like it's like when we're alone there're things that we do that we wouldn't necessarily do in front of other people right you know like we're singing we'll sing in the shower mm-hmm. or we'll dance around the living room mm-hmm. or you know, we can carry on these kinds of conversations with ourselves because Mm -hmm. no one's there to hear us, to stop us from, like, being our truest selves.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. And
0: so I think that's sort of what is happening
1: here. Right, yeah. And, like, I'm saying I get that it's about the theatrics of the scene, but, like, there's still a part of me that's just imagining him literally doing all of these things, Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of hilarious to me also on its own. Like, if he's actually taking all also, these actions with no He has a lot of else.
0: bags. In he the does. Scene.
1: he does. I think that's partially symbolic because oh. someone literally says for someone who's coming here alone, you sure to bring a lot of baggage.
0: Yeah, 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 I think you're right but. because like so the scene after this one mm-hmm. where he's like back home, I don't know how long he was away, like the weekend?
1: Or I'm, I'm a day? Guessing, yeah, I, I feel like it was probably a weekend. But they're
0: like on their way. Like Martin, Daphne, Niles are on their way to the movies. Mm-hmm. I love how like they're like, "Oh, we're gonna be late for the curtain or something." Like, uh-huh. who are you, Niles?
1: <laughs> well, no, I think it's good because like I think it's just a funny kind of joke because you don't know they're going to the movies at oh, first. Yeah, yeah, so when yeah. he says like we'll be late for the curtain, and then Martin's this like. Yeah, they really care about that at the Cineplex. Mm-hmm. Like, that is kind of funny because it's Niles. So you assume you hear that and you're just like, oh, they're going to a play or an opera or something. And mm-hmm. it is kind of funny knowing that, like, the three of them are going to go to a movie together. And, like, Niles is still worried about missing the curtain.
0: He shouldn't be worried at all. He's bringing his book. <laughs>
1: That's, this, that his is book true. His book lamp. That is true. He's going to go and bring a book book lamp. Yeah. We get a little moment with ne- with Daphne that I do find pretty amusing. It, like, doesn't matter for the plot at all. It's just sort of, like, a little filler thing to have them be have a reason to be, like, leaving, essentially. But I really like this thing with Daphne where, you know, like, all the different cha- things she had to go through and the reasons she had to do to change her outfit. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Like, she <laughs> stepped on her skirt and mm-hmm. then so she had to change... Her skirts. So then she had to change her tops. So then she had to change like her underwear mm-hmm. because you have to match your underwear. Because this is a thing I realized. Uh-huh. Remember, I heard this all the time as a kid. Where like you want to be wearing clean underwear. Your underwear will not be clean if you're in an accident.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: If you there get in that reasons. bad of an accident, mm-hmm. your body just kind of does its own thing. Uh-huh. If you're in, if you're terrified, you know, I'm just like, you're, you're. Body is not gonna like hold on to that pee, you're just gonna mm-hmm. pee yourself, yeah.
1: And also, like, or if it's a situation where you're where any of that's gonna matter, that's probably getting just that's just in like a pile somewhere, nobody's paying any attention. To yeah, what's not
0: on. to my, yeah, like if you're in an emergency, they might have to cut your clothes off of you, yeah, like, you might have blood on you. I
1: think mean, this is just one of those things it's that so like parents weird. say, yeah, to get you to have a certain like get into a certain habit. Before you are logical enough to think about it. and then My by then, biggest that's just your
0: thing habit. my mom always said to me was, like, I had to brush my hair. Uh-huh. And I had, like, such long hair, and it's very thick. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, like, get in the knots or anything, but it was just, like, it never looked brushed anyways. Uh-huh. It didn't matter what I did. Mm-hmm. Because my hair is kind of like frizzy and wavy. So it's like the more I brushed it, the worse it got.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And like humidity, like don't even get me started. Like, because as soon as you step outside, it's like you have like a layer of film on your body. And then my hair is just like puffed up like four <laughs> times its size. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what I did. Just is mm-hmm. how I looked. <laughs> that was just my look and I embraced it. Uh-huh. I didn't even take notes. Down in the scene,
1: I know, because I came into the room and well, to for to eat dinner. I while know, and I want
0: it. I want that dinner.
1: You did so. Okay, look, at, there's a couple things that happen in this that I think that are interesting here. Which is one, they're going out to a movie. Specifically, Niall says we're going to one of Dad's movies. Mm-hmm. But then Martin, in this moment, when he comes, when when Fraser comes in, says like, "Are you okay? Like, I can stay and talk." The last time we saw him interacting, them interacting about this stuff, Martin was so frustrated he didn't want to talk anymore at all. He just had platitudes, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but it's when Fraser decides he needs to go up to the cabin and be alone. Now, I feel feel like this is important where Martin says, like, I can stay and not go to the movie he wants to go to. This is a movie that they're going to because Martin wants to see it. And he's willing to stay home and talk. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I just think is, I think that's interesting and important little bit of like character stuff that's mm-hmm. happening here. But then I do like that once he says that and Fraser's like, starts to say, no, it's fine. You know, I, I, you know, I needed some time alone and I really figured out the one important thing and Martin's like, yeah, that's great. And then yeah, just leaves. Yeah. yeah. And, and which I do find really funny. Like you have that moment where like. But
0: Fraser seems to kind of be okay with that.
1: Yeah. Because he doesn't actually need to talk it out. He did it already. He already had the conversation. Mm -hmm. But I just think it's funny how you have that moment where that like feels important. Martin Mm -hmm. being willing to stay. And then as soon as Frasier says he doesn't need it, he's just like, all right, cool. Bye. It's just gone.
0: So I do like the end scene when they're actually at the movie theater and like Mm -hmm. Martin needs to use like Niles's like little reading light to find something on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just gone.
1: Yeah, no. It's movie that's some...
0: theater, like, it's like the floor is lava and it's eaten forever.
1: Speaking of eating it forever, though, he does find it. It's some popcorn and he eats it. Don't yeah. eat popcorn on the floor.
0: It's so sticky.
1: It's so, yeah. Well, one, it's sticky. Two, it's, like, the thing is, I used to work in a movie theater in between, like, it's not like you, that gets mopped in between shows.
0: Does it ever get mopped?
1: S- Sometimes I think we never did. So then no. (laughs) It must at some point.
0: Like, was there like a janitor crew that was there? There was an
1: overnight. Okay, so maybe they probably did. They probably did it. Yeah, because we went through with like little. We had little brooms and those like those Mm -hmm. little bucket things on a stick.
0: So you would clean up. Things like people left there or yeah. got dropped on the floor, but right. it's not like the floor. If someone spills soda, it is just there,
1: pretty right. much. Yeah, until like yeah, until it like, comes, they came through and like cleaned it overnight. Which means like, and the thing is like, we were fairly thorough, but you can only be so thorough. Which means you don't even know that that popcorn you're picking up is the one you just dropped. True. Like, there's a whole lot of reasons you don't want to eat that popcorn, especially like if you're ever at a kids' movie. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. Because it's a popular kids movie probably a lot of that didn't get swept up like we, i worked there when the first like that grinch movie came out the mm-hmm. jim carrey grinch movie came out every other movie you cleaned up with a little like a little broom on a stick mm-hmm. we cleaned those up with big push brooms mm-hmm. and we just went we had one person at the end of the aisle and two people going down each aisle with those push brooms and just sweep just pushing everything to the end so the person at the end could then sweep it up and dump it into the trash because there was so much on the floor that we were just like we weren't going through to sweep up a few little crumbs mm-hmm. we were like just get it all go do every like and we just push these giant piles of popcorn kernels to the end of the aisle so somebody like, could how many clean. people
0: would do that like three like
1: three would be in a normal theater. I think we were at four in that one mm-hmm. just because there was so much to like actually sweep up at mm-hmm. the end of the aisle. It was just it it was a it was a disaster. And it's not like we would then go through and be like, oh, there's a few left behind. Nope. We got it. You know how if you push a uh, push mm-hmm. broom, you stuff kind of sweeps to the side yep, if yep. you get enough of it. Nope, that's that's stay until the next show. That's just going to stay till the next one. We There's no point. No point. It's, it's still well, going to be Well,
0: it's like you only have so much time right. to do it. That like,
1: was the thing. Like, we just had to be like, no. You have like
0: 10 minutes of time. That's
1: gone. Like, that's, we, that got left behind. And, you know, there's uh, the, that Colonel's like being left behind for the next one. Maybe it'll I get swept up. It's,
0: it. it's what, like maybe 30 minutes between shows?
1: Nah, it wasn't that long. Okay. Yeah. The nice thing is, this is before every movie like had an end credits scene, so you actually had the credits. You could spend the entire credits sweeping up. You didn't have to just do it in the, like, time between the end of the end credits because everybody left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I can't imagine doing that stuff at, like, opening weekend of a Marvel movie where you then have to oh. wait the extra, like, 20 minutes of credits. Why is
0: it when you go to an opening of a movie that people now just stay there and clap at the end of the movie? <laughs> Who is the clapping for?
1: I, uh, I don't know. I get it if you're at, like, a premiere. The people that are in the movie and made it are there. But... Like, if you're not in L.A., you're just at some random theater. I don't understand a plan. I mean, it.
0: technically, we have friends that were in movies or worked on movies in Boston, the true. Boston yeah. area, or Massachusetts, at least. Uh-huh. And, like, they might be at a local movie theater. That is, that's
1: true. That is true. But,
0: yeah, like, it's not... I don't know. I always find that to be so odd and strange, and I I don't get it.
1: Someone did that when I went to the 3D 25th anniversary showing of Jurassic Park. Some people applauded, and I'm like, I mean, look, I had a good time, but those people definitely aren't here. It's the last weekend of the 25th anniversary one. None of those people are here to hear your applause.
0: I don't know why Please, if you clap at movies or you understand why that is a thing I don't I don't get it I will never understand but I also am about that if everyone's clapping I'm also mm-hmm. going to clap
1: you know I realized I was about to say that and I, and maybe that's part of it it's just like it's part of that collective like enjoy like the like display of enjoyment just to, to sort of be I think that's what it is. It's together. just a just display of enjoyment. Like, hey, we all like this thing. Let's let's show let's all show each other that we all enjoy this.
0: Why do people talk about Jurassic park so like why do people It's
1: still great.
0: Is it?
1: It is.
0: I don't know what's so great about it.
1: It's still great. It's definitely got its flaws that it took me 25 years to notice, but it's still great.
0: I guess, yeah, I just not. It's like Jurassic Park and the Lion King. I will never be like, su- I don't think they're like bad movies. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Like I do not hate those movies, but they do not do like, they don't make me like, ooh, uh, ooh, I got to go go see it and clap at it.
1: I w- Okay, we should talk we should, about... We should do some other okay. things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Drinks! Yeah. I'll, well, also, I, I do want to say, because I think we didn't mention it last time. I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but you know, it ends with that tribute to Lynn and David Angel mm-hmm. um, because David Angel is one of the creators of the show and died on 9-11, mm-hmm. which happened before this season mm-hmm. started. So um, this is the first episode that came out after that. And so mm. it's just... Yeah, I was
0: wondering if that's what that was. For.
1: Yeah, so that's what that is. Um, uh, okay, so no actual drinks in this one, even though um, Roz talks about there being a full bar and she has a drink of something like a, from mm-hmm. it. There, I don't think is a single named drink in this entire episode. Okay, uh, and then
0: no callers. No
1: callers because we're at the studio. How about what's a good word?
0: Oh, I do have a
1: word. I know you do. We. I was wondering because we didn't mention it when it happened, but
0: chap fallen. It's okay. an adjective, it's archaic, which is perfect for why Fraser's mm-hmm. using it, uh, with one's lower jaw hanging due to extreme exhaustion or dejection. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's the dejection. Probably the dejection, Because this yeah. comes up during his little soliloquy that he's giving where mm-hmm. everyone just walks away from him. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. By the way, I saw a thing uh, recently. It was Travis McElroy tweeted a thing of asking, like, whether people say "fuss budget" or "fuss bucket," and my response was "fuss budget" because I've literally only ever heard that word on Fraser. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only place I've ever heard that word, mm-hmm. and I feel the same way about "chap fallen." Like, is that a word people use? It's uh, archaic. Yeah, but sure, so, sure is, sure is that. Thing.
0: I don't know how the writer knew of this word. Unless they just like flipping through the dictionary sometimes for words. I
1: mean, I think some people that are into writing, they like those sort of words and, and sometimes you throw them in there and especially if you're doing a thing for like Fraser, Frasier knows these kinds of words because mm-hmm. Fraser's read things that these words would have been in. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense to me. All right, so let's rate the episode.
0: You can go first.
1: <laughs> so we mentioned like there was a, couple of things that made me kind of upset in this episode but for the most part i think it's good i think it does some good things for the character so uh i'm gonna give it 3.5 nanets.
0: okay well originally in that first scene i gave it a 2.5 mm-hmm. um but i think i'm just gonna give it a three okay i don't know what the three is of
1: <laughs> okay
0: three darkest hours
1: three darkest hours
0: yeah he says in his darkest hour (laughs) oh okay i can't think of a food i guess there's popcorn but (laughs) i think i just gave something popcorn not too long
1: ago it's fine it's three darkest hours it works
0: yeah i think that's what i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do because it's like one of the only notes that i did and this was something about certain episodes it's very hard to take notes on because it's just like it's not like a lot of action is happening. Yeah. It's very talky. This is a very, like, talky episode. Yeah. It's and much, that's yeah. fine. It's mm-hmm. just harder to talk about yeah. weirdly because it's just like, you just, can you just watch the episode? All right. Thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, because the individual, it doesn't make sense for us to analyze the individual things that are said. It's more about the concepts. Yeah. Like, there are there are some jokes that are worth mentioning, but it's more about conceptually what's going on. And mm-hmm. it's it's all about a conversation. Mm-hmm. And- the only way to have a conversation about it is either talk about it generally or literally just read the script. So I
0: like, so this is a thing is I think there's some like good parts of it. And it's, it's just an okay, it's just an okay episode. I Mm -hmm. think.
1: Yeah. I do wonder, this is one of those ones. I I wonder like if we were to go back later, Mm -hmm. if we were to like when the entire show is done Mm-hmm. go and just marathon the show mm-hmm. and rate each episode as we're doing that
0: higher would anyway. our
1: rating change would we feel different if we were just watching not taking notes not doing anything would it be higher rated because of the fact that there's more heart in this episode than some other yeah ones? i can
0: see that like i can 3.5 i think makes total sense yeah
1: i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying like i I wonder i just feel like we might view it differently
0: yeah i don't like i don't think this episode is a bad episode and i think like it's an interesting compelling like there's some really funny there's some funny moments in Mm -hmm. it but this is not a funny episode it's very sad yeah it's actually kind of a sad episode but not not like the Martin episode mm-hmm. was sad. It yes. was just sort of like, well, you have this like inner turmoil that Fraser's going through, mm-hmm. and then there's no really like other plot. There's yeah. no like second story in this that mm-hmm. usually happens, and then is usually the funny part. Right. Sometimes there's like this more serious thing, mm-hmm. and like yeah, it's really funny with Lilith and Diane mm-hmm. and all the you know the exes showing up Mm -hmm. and the you know the mother there Mm -hmm. and like all of that's very funny Mm -hmm. but also not the funniest thing I've seen on Fraser.
1: right by the way one thing I wanted to mention uh, about the moment when he opens the door Mm -hmm. and like all the all the women are standing there while this isn't nearly every woman he's ever dated apparently this is every actress that's here did play someone he dated like oh, okay. Regan's the most recognizable, but everyone behind that door for those three seconds, they got brought in to just show up and just be there for those like three seconds on that thing. They're all actually women who actually played. A lot
0: of them do look very similar though, which I think is yeah. interesting, but yeah. I didn't pause and I wasn't really looking at everyone's face. Yeah. And I, I think I just noticed Regan really because she's in the towel where she got yeah. like locked and out And in of the her- front.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. she's definitely the most immediately recognizable, but all of them really were on the show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also, the reason I say I wonder if when we went back we would give it a different rating mm-hmm. is this is an 8.3 on IMDb. It's oh. significantly higher than the last episode. Weird. Like, by far. So, I don't know. Maybe we just, I don't know. But look, this is us. We, we have our feelings. We have our ways of viewing it. And it's just us. It's not right or wrong. It's just our thing. Uh, and that brings us to the part of the episode called We're Listening, where we respond to emails you send us at frazierpod at gmail.com or tweets you send us at Fraser podcast. We got an email from Sean Holland about Don Juan in Hell, specifically part one, where he explains uh, deviled ham is processed ham like spam. So that sounds uh, not very appealing. Um,
0: oh. Yeah. So... Yeah, I did not know.
1: Yeah. And a question I have about the trip is, where did Duke go? He was fishing with Martin at the start of this trip, and in this episode, no mention of him. That's a very good point. I completely forgot, because he probably would have been on the plane with them.
0: Well, I imagine that maybe he took a different plane.
1: But he was going with Martin, and Martin is on the plane back with them, which...
0: Well, maybe they got different... They obviously got different planes going there. Well, no. I no. think they were all going to be on the same... But I, I don't yeah. know. Maybe Duke had to leave early.
1: <laughs> maybe. It could be, I guess. Or he got
0: eaten by a fish.
1: <laughs> or that. It could be. It's like That would be weird if there's no mention of that. Like They were just man, like, no, he's just gone. I'm going to miss Duke. Anyway, Claire, want to go hypnotize the lobster? Yeah. Like, yeah. Love
0: yeah. that B-52 song.
1: Hypno-lobster... <laughs> Yeah, anyway.
0: Didn't I make that joke last time? No. I'm really sad at myself.
1: <laughs> I know. And then he goes on to say, uh, I don't get the Claire-Lana thing either. Claire's perfect for him, and he has nothing in common with Lana. Of course, the fact of the matter is the show Fraser would be over if Frasier found his true love. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's part of the thing. It's like a lot of the conflict comes from this, and mm-hmm. you lose it without that. You can... You don't have to, but I know that's the thing where Kelsey Grammer specifically said he never wanted Fraser to be married. Mm. He specifically said that as like part of the show happening. So I feel like that's a part of the thing where it's never really going to work out, but it ends up being the most important thing. And then uh, Fraser was getting therapy with Doctor Tewksbury last season, but that has completely stopped. So, but it seems like he still needs it though. And yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. It'd probably that's be true. good if he kept seeing Doctor Tooksbury. Um, well,
0: I mean, his stint is over, I like he's not still
1: yeah yeah at
0: that college. Yeah, yeah. And also he had the thing with Roz, so yeah.
1: True, yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I kind of forgot that he was seeing him mm-hmm. at, like more consistently. I don't know how I forgot that.
1: It's like a lot happened last season that yeah. then just got dropped, and like there's a lot of things in the last couple seasons that have been like, here's a big important thing, never mind, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And then we also got a tweet from uh, Allison McNamara, who wrote to us to say, uh, Started your podcast last week and currently on episode 204. Excited to have this take over my every day. And also curious to see where this tweet will fall in terms of future recording dates I listen to. Looks like I've got four years to catch up on. Yep, that's, that's a lot. Uh, it's a lot to get through, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. I specifically just wanted to read it out in this. Uh, one to say thank you for listening I'm yeah excited. thank you it's always
0: really exciting when new listeners like write to us and mm-hmm. say that they're listening because mm-hmm. that's exci- it's just exciting it's exciting like it's exciting for us and I'm so happy when people write to us to let us know mm-hmm.
1: and I also wanted to read it out so that you can have a moment all of a sudden in the, in the beginning of season nine where suddenly it's like oh there it is yeah it happened I've been listening for seven seasons now and it just happened so yeah. Also, I realized 204. Is that Flower Baby? I know it's not really Flower Baby, but Flower Child.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Isn't that the one episode? Like, I think it's that one. It's the one episode. We that always we had a...
0: think everyone's Flower Baby slash Flower Child.
1: I'm pretty sure it's that one. Anyway, that's interesting. It's the only one we ever had a guest on. Yep. So far, anyway.
0: We'll never ever have another guest. <laughs> that's how we kept it special. We only had one guest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: exactly um anyway it
0: wasn't intentional no. really that we only had one guest it just that's just how that's just what happened mm-hmm.
1: it's how life is gone so
0: it's how our life is gone <laughs> it sure is yeah
1: but anyway yes uh welcome thank you for listening and uh and uh look forward to hearing from you again though you won't know that until you've caught up to this i mean you'll probably, hopefully you'll know you just won't know i said it anyway Whatever. Thanks for listening. And uh, anything else you want to say on this episode? Nope. All right. Great then with that this has been episode 902 Dawn 1 in Hell part 2 I thought you were going to say flower flower baby <laughs> this has been episode 902 flower baby and this is TGIF Arcade wishing you all good mental health Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs is a production of TGIF Arcade for more info about the show find us at Fraser Podcast on Twitter Tumblr and Facebook you can also write to us at FrazierPod at gmail.com Diana is at Sweet Lime on Twitter and I'm Slow Motion Walter just about everywhere on the internet if you like the show and want to help us do more? You could consider making a small monthly donation at Patreon.com/TGIFArcade. Thanks for listening.
0: Good night, Bye. Seattle. We love you.